Hello and welcome to Southside Church Podcast. For information about our church located in Cape Town, South Africa, go and check out our website, southsidechurch.co.za. We trust that the message would inspire you today. Today, as we begin Advent, the word Advent is um, a word that comes from uh, the Latin Adventus, which means the arrival, and it's where we celebrate and remember the arrival of Jesus as our Lord and Savior, born into flesh. So the period leading up to that final arrival in his birth, we reflect on the themes associated with his arrival and what he brought to mankind. And today we begin with the first of the many things he brought to us. And today it is the hope that was declared through the life of Jesus for all mankind. Hope, and we've heard stories of hope, cherish sharing about how nothing seemed to fool or satisfy, yet finding Jesus and hope in the middle of her life and the messy things that weren't working came together. And before I continue, I've just hooked you to listen to the sermon because I forgot about youth. And our youth leave right now with their teams. So if you are between the ages of 12 to 17, you can go and there'll be a team of people uh, that connect with you as young people. Please note the ages are 12 to 17, no younger. If they're younger than 12, they go into Southside Kids. It is only from 12. So please be aware of that. Um, And they're making their, their way off. Thank you to those team leaders that came forward and started doing this down the aisle. I did get a little nervous. I thought, oh, what am I dealing with? But praise the Lord, it was for a good cause. So our young people are out, and we're speaking about hope. We've heard this story of hope through, through cherish sharing and the testimonies and the celebration of baptisms. But for many people, when we speak about hope, it's a form of wishful thinking about something uncertain. Okay, so, so usually for many when you talk about hope, it's a form of wishful thinking about something uncertain. So we hope the weather turns out well for the pool party, or we hope we get good marks for our test. Uh, and this pandemic has been a season where people have been hoping for so many somethings in the uncertainty. We have hoped for the economy to open up. We're hoping there's not another major lockdown. We've hoped that we don't walk into a fourth wave. We've hoped for our loved ones to recover from COVID. And we've hoped that year after year, we would be coming to the end of this pandemic altogether. We, we can't, it's something very uncertain, but hope in Jesus' name. We've thought of hope as wishful thinking for something uncertain. Yet as a follower of Jesus, hope is less about wishful thinking for an uncertain something and more about trust in someone. And that someone is God our Father. You see, God never said, understand me. He said, trust me. And once we trust God, we place our hope in Him, regardless of the uncertain hardships we face. In fact, the hope that we embrace as followers of Jesus is what allows us to endure the struggles of uncertain somethings in our lives. 
In Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 1 verse 3 in the New Testament, Paul the Apostle writes to the church and he says, we remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Hope inspires endurance in our lives when it's placed in Jesus. So our hope isn't lost when something doesn't work out because it's placed in someone. The certainty of our God, who's described in Hebrews 13 verse 8 as the God that remains the same yesterday, today, and forever. In the uncertainty of some things, we have the certainty of someone, and that is our hope. But, although theoretically it sounds right, often we in our humanity unknowingly end up placing our hope in something and then we blame God when it doesn't work out as we had hoped it would. Lord, you know, Lord, I'm, I'm hoping you're gonna give me breakthrough here in Jesus' name. Your word says, Lord, now it's good that you trust God to do things beyond you, but at the end of the day, your hope is not in the some things, it's in the someone. But often, we unknowingly place our hope in something and then blame God when it doesn't work out as we had hoped it would. And in Luke's gospel, there's the documented moment in history where Humans experience this dynamic. And we read from Luke 24, verse six, that first of all, setting the scene, Jesus had been crucified and, and now he was resurrected from the dead. But the people that had at one stage put their trust in him are now confused because nothing seems to have worked the way they thought. He's crucified, we thought he was going to like defeat death and all this, well clearly it didn't work as they had hoped. And in Luke 4, 24, verse six, two angels appeared to Mary and Joanna and a few other women that were approaching the, the tomb of Jesus because they were gonna go and like, you know, um, they were going to uh, prepare his body for burial with spices and wrap him and all that because to everyone he was as good as dead. Nothing had worked as they thought it would. But the angel says to them and Luke says, he is risen, he is not here, he is risen from the dead. And so these women now that thought it was over rush back to the disciples and, and uh, the others that were with them and they go to tell them the good news. Oh my word, he's actually alive. Guys, you know, we thought he was dead and this whole like thing has fallen apart. Well, actually he is alive. And then in Luke 24, 11, this is what it tells us happened to the disciples hearing this news. It said, but the story sounded like nonsense to the men, so they didn't believe it. Okay, so they failed to believe Jesus was alive because the story didn't make sense to their human understanding. And it wasn't only these disciples who felt this way about the whole situation. At this point in history, there were two followers of Jesus who were on their way to Emmaus, a town that day when Jesus now suddenly showed up before them, the resurrected Jesus, and he started walking alongside them, but they did not recognize him. And while they're walking now, I mean, the 11 disciples think it's nonsense. The angels have told Mary and a few other women, and they're believing it's real, but Jesus isn't at the tomb. And here these two walking back in defeat because God didn't 
do something they thought he was supposed to do. And now Jesus appears between these two men and starts walking with them. They don't recognize him. And he says, what are you discussing so intently as you walk along? And Luke chapter 24 from verse 18 begins showing us how they responded. Then one of them, Cleopas, replied, oh, you must be the only person in Jerusalem who hasn't heard about all the things that have happened there the last few days. What things, Jesus asked? Oh, the things that happened to Jesus, the man from Nazareth, they said. He he was a prophet who did powerful miracles and he was a mighty teacher in the eyes of God and all the people. But our leading priests and other religious leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and they crucified him. We had hoped he was the Messiah who had come to rescue Israel. This all happened three days ago. We had hoped. Yeah, you know what, hey, like the whole God thing, I really trusted God for something and it didn't come to end. We had hoped God would have like dealt with this COVID now in Jesus' name. We'd hoped that Christmas this year would be with the family that had booked their flights from America last week and now I've had to cancel. We had hoped. These two men were hoping for something different to happen concerning the death of Jesus while in the presence of the someone who had already overcome its power. Do you see the irony of what's happening here? The person who had overcome the very something they thought they were suffering in was amongst them, and they were overlooking him because their hope was put in something and not the someone. And this is why Jesus earlier had said in the Gospels before his death and resurrection from John 16, 33, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world. You see, Jesus is telling us that some things in our lives aren't nice. Some things. But that someone has overcome those things to be with us. So we can take heart and endure with hope. In other words, God is saying, let's get old school. Thus says the Lord, who I am is greater than what you're going through. Oh, you know, we had hoped Jesus would be resurrected from the dead. We hoped something would have happened and he would have never actually died on the cross. And right in their presence is the someone that they were hoping would be with them. God is saying, who I am is greater than what you're going through. So the question we need to ask ourselves is, where is my hope placed? In something or someone? Maybe you're walking around right now, struggling because plans have been devastated and nothing's happened as you had hoped it would. Is there the possibility that as you are walking that walk, the presence of God is with you and God is still sovereign in each one of your situations and circumstances? For who our God is, is greater than what we are going through. And this is why the young minister Timothy was instructed by Paul the Apostle in the New Testament from 1 Timothy 6 verse 17 with these words. 
Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Our hope is not in something, it is in someone. We can't place our hope in money, in what tomorrow will hold and when this pandemic will end, how much life we will have on earth. But even in the midst of all of those troubles, we take heart with a hope that's put in someone, someone that has been raised from death, that not even death could defeat, someone that means the author and finisher of our stories extends into eternity and doesn't just end when you breathe your last in the flesh. We put our hope in the someone that brings life out of the pain of endings we didn't expect. We put our hope in the one that allows us to walk on water or have the multiplication to feed 5,000 from loaves and fish. Our hope is in the person of Jesus. It's not what you hope for, but who your hope is in that counts. And I believe that even this morning as we land, some of us need to relook at where we've placed our hope. Because we've let circumstances and situations leave us feeling disappointed with God, confused about what we thought God had for our lives struggling to make sense or doubting him in the disappointment. Maybe right now we need to place our hope back in the someone. So all over this place, would you join me and close your eyes? And I wanna pray for us. Father God, you know, you know each one of us. You understand our humanity. You understand our struggles and how we so often will default to placing our hope in things. But Father, this morning, we're reminded through the testimony of these baptisms, through the truth of your word, that our hope is in who you are, even when we can't understand what you're doing. And Lord Jesus, I pray, that by the power of your spirit, you would step into the situations, the struggles that are personal to each person here. I pray that you would move by the power of your spirit, letting your greatness trump the pain of what they are going through. So Lord, our hope again is anchored in you. We trust you as we walk out of here even when we can't recognize you walking on the road of our struggle, praise you that in your sovereignty, you are there. I pray that Lord, by the power of your spirit, you would lead us through our struggles and into your deliverance and salvation. Our trust and hope is in you this morning.